Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me once again right here on Bible Tracked Echoes. We must reach the next generation. We say that as Christians, as Bible believers all the time, but do we put feet to it? Do we take action? Today, I'd like to ask you to consider using a gospel tract called Seven Questions Boys and Girls Ask. This gospel tract was written by our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, so many years ago, and we're thankful that he did because it's been a phenomenal tool for the sake of reaching young men and young women with the gospel. Kids ask some crazy questions sometimes, don't they? I have two girls, Emmy and Lucy. They are, as I recall, Lucy just turned five at the end of last year. And Emmy, I can't believe it, will be seven toward the middle of this year. So they're six and five right now. And they're getting to that stage where they are curious and inquisitive about everything. They ask far more than seven questions per day. But there are seven spiritual questions that boys and girls might ask that may be helped by this gospel tract. Actually, I can assure you they will be helped by this gospel tract because it contains God's word and answers right from the Bible. I'd ask you to go to BibleTracksInc.org. You can order some of that gospel tract. Maybe you have a vacation Bible school coming up sometime later this year. Maybe you'd like to get some for some Easter outreach or something like that. Maybe include them with some eggs or something you're going to paint for Easter, whatever it may be. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. Get seven questions boys and girls ask. We'd love to send you some today. Now, we are in the book of First Samuel, chapter number 30. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. We've kind of introduced this yesterday and the day before. Here we are in the middle of the week and we have not gotten anywhere near as far as I anticipated getting in this passage of scripture. That's okay because I think our left turn yesterday was directly into salvation and explaining how you can know for sure where you're going when you die. That's a pretty good place to get lost on a rabbit trail. So I'm not going to apologize or complain about that, but we are going to get back on track today. First, Samuel chapter 30, we find David. He's greatly distressed. The people speak of stoning him. Why? Because they've lost confidence in him as a leader. Maybe because enemy, the Amalekites, have come in and, and taken their wives, their children, and they've kidnapped them. To their knowledge, they might be dead. But now the people are beside themselves. Sorely grieved, David is as well. And they can only think of violence. And David is distressed. But what does he do in verse number six? How do we handle discouragement? How do we handle distress? When in trouble or in doubt, an old American author said, run in circles, scream and shout. Uh, no, that's not what a Christian is supposed to do, that's for sure. David, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What does encourage mean? Well, I want you to turn over to book of Daniel chapter number 11. Daniel chapter 11. I'm going to give you just a little background on this word, but the word means to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope. There is none other. There is no one or any, no, no thing that can do that to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope like God Almighty. Now, I don't normally I don't normally get too deep into the Hebrew and all those types of things. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing whatsoever, but today I will. 
Daniel chapter 11, verse number 32, in asking about that word encourage, there's a word in this verse, Daniel 11:32, that is in the Hebrew the same word as that word encouraged himself or encouraged. The Bible says in Daniel 11:32, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries but the people that do know their god i know we're kind of pulling this verse out of context but we're just backing up a little bit about what this word encourage means but the people that do know their god shall be strong and do exploits the Hebrew word for encourage in 1 Samuel chapter number 30 and the word for strong in Daniel chapter 11:32 it's the same encourage and strong here in scripture David encouraged himself in the Lord is God and here in Daniel 11:32 the people that do know their God shall be strong it almost sounds like when you get closer to God, when you know God, when you spend time with God, there's strength and encouragement that comes from that. David essentially made himself strong in the Lord. You see, an encouraged, a strong person can deal with a hard situation. An encouraged, a strong person will buck up under a bad time. An encouraged or strong person can help those around them, which is what David does when they're in that bad situation. What does one have to do? How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? Well, I noticed a couple of ways that David could have done that. I wonder if he remembered past victories. I wonder if David thought back. We mentioned this on Monday. This is the same David that killed Goliath. This is the same David that killed a lion and a bear. This is David. He's a man's man. He's a warrior. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's on his way to the kingdom taking the kingdom. I wonder if he thought back to when he killed Goliath. I wonder if he thought back to that victory. Maybe I can almost imagine him in my mind's eye weeping, not just crying, but weeping beside himself, casting about, shaking his head, tears just would not stop. But then he thought back to how it felt when he pulled that gigantic sword out of that sheath. When he thought back to relieving Goliath of his sword and his head. I wonder if he had to think back before he could encourage himself, before he could become strong. I wonder if he had to think back to every time he had won a victory in the name of the Lord. Friend, I think we could do a far better job of cataloging the good times. You know, it's interesting how we keep track of time, isn't it? Far more often, historically speaking, we think of the bad times. World War One, World War Two. Vietnam, the famine of such and such, Katrina, 9-11, a dust bowl, Superstorm Sandy, you fill in the blank. It takes us back to a time. And all of those things, what do they have in common? They were all bad things. For the sake of humanity and for the sake of people who lost their lives, none of those things were great. Why is it not? that we keep track of things by the good times. 
We do a wonderful job of keeping track of the bad times. We always remember the worst of times. Not only do I think that he remembered past victories, I I wonder if he recognized who had brought him thus far. We need to start giving credit to God for what he's done. Psalm 106 verse 1, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You know, they, they said back in that day that David killed his ten thousands, but he still gave God the credit. I'm going to turn over Psalm 107, if I can find it while we're just listening in here. I just read from Psalm 106. It was in my notes, but Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That is Psalm 107, verse 1. But there's another verse that comes through multiple times in Psalm 107, multiple times, I believe it's in uh, verse number 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It almost sounds like the psalmist of 107. It sounds like they wanted to praise God for what he has done. Uh, verse number 21 says the exact same thing. I'll read it again. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I believe it says it again here. Let's see, verse number 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And it's almost like God's trying to communicate something to us. It's almost like we're supposed to pay attention, recognize who has brought you thus far. We need to give him the glory. When you start magnifying God, your problem always shrinks. But on the inverse, when you start magnifying your problem, what happens? Yes, it makes God seem oh so very small, and he's not small at all. Remember past victories. How do you handle discouragement? Oh, remember past victories, yes. Recognize who has brought you this far, and rely on your God. Paul said it, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I've got to ask, friend, when... We're talking about encouragement or discouragement. Where do you place your focus? Do you place it on the problem? Is it all-encompassing? Is it surrounding you? In the, the Venn diagram of the problem, are you one little blip in the middle and it's all around you? Or is God so much bigger than your problem? Is the problem inside the circumference of God's majesty and might? I must ask you, friend, if you're discouraged, if you're distressed, if you're depressed, if you're bogged down and put down and cannot seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you think even if there was light, it might be a freight train, let me ask you, when's the last time you remembered what God's done for you? 
when's the last time you recognized what he has brought you from and how far he's brought you? When's the last time you actually talked to him, told him how good he is, and then told him, God, I am relying on you. I can't do this on my own. I have a sneaking suspicion. If you were to do that, it would change drastically, drastically change the way you go forward and how long your distress sticks around. I'm going to ask you, tune in tomorrow and Friday as we conclude this week of broadcasting here on Bible Track Echoes. I'm Mike McCurry. Thank you for listening. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.